From the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Radio Rotary. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Tree Bosser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And today we're very excited because we're coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. And we'll be chatting with Rotarians from around the world about the great work Rotary is doing to serve all of humanity. And Jonah, here we are back at the Rotary International Convention here in Atlanta, Georgia. And we are talking to Ramona Delmas. And she is from, are you from California? I am. I'm from Bishop, California. Bishop, California. And we're talking about Stop Mothers Dying. It's another wonderful Rotary Action Group. So exactly what is this group about, Ramona? So what we are doing here is we have created a curriculum that can be taken worldwide. It has been put in place in India through three different uh, types of vocational training grants, and parts of it have been adopted and gone to Chiapas, Mexico. So it's a training where we're training midwives and nurses and physicians on how to uh, deliver babies and how to take care of the mother and the infant after birth. How big a problem is this around the world of, of infant mortality or maternal mortality during child delivery? You know, we're used to it in the United States where that kind of thing is pretty much relegated to the past, although there are certain instances. No, it's really not to the past anymore. Actually, we have a, a doctor working here in our booth with us today who's going to give a presentation on Wednesday about the mortality rate in the United States. It is climbing. No kidding. It's huge. What? Ramona, Ramona, why is the infant mortality rate climbing here in this state? What, what uh, she was just explaining to me is because so many of our women have pre-existing conditions. So say she has uh, infection or she has diabetes or she's very obese and then she goes through the pregnancy that brings on additional stress to the body and that's partly why our, we're seeing a higher mortality rate. So what is your group Stop Mothers Dying doing to combat this problem? Basically, we're training folks in how to identify when a crisis is beginning to happen, you know, so that we can intercede and not only are they identifying it earlier, they're being trained on how to intercede in that or how to find the next level of care for the woman and the baby. And some of the other things that we're learning is that so many of these uh, folks that we work with, they don't have the CPR skills that are necessary for the infants. So you'll see in our posters here that we're doing a lot of training in CPR on infants. So Ramona, if people at home want to learn more about the Rotarian Action Group of Healthy Pregnancies and Healthy Children to Stop Mothers from Dying, is there a website that you can direct us to? Yes. You can go to www.comedcalmedrotary.org. Give us that one more time www.comedcalmedrotary.org. Well, uh, Ramona Delmas of the Bishop Sunrise Rotary Club in California, thank you so much for everything you're doing to protect mothers and children, and thank you for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. Well, we're back at the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Dave Kruger's with me, and we're talking now to Drake Zimmerman of Norman, Illinois, but he's in a booth 
festooned with multicolored, fabulous shirts with the Rotary symbol and African scenes from the Rotary Club of Zambia. We're going to find all out all about this. Drake, good morning. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you so much. This is actually a project of the Livingston Zambia Club. Uh, it was started 12 years ago by Robert Sellinger. Uh, Bob was an American who lost his wife at about age 60 and, and was looking around for a place to settle, so he settled in southern Zambia. He looked around as a good Rotarian and started projects. This was the first project that he did. It was one that has sustainability. You may have heard the term. They, he had to actually argue to get the sustainability in it because they sell the shirts. He took women. He looked around, literally, and saw all these women doing on the streets. So what he did was... Let, let's be candid. Yeah. They, they were in the prostitution trade. They were, in, they were in the sex trade, as it's known. And so he looked around and got those women and got them giving sex workers a chance. He got them a bunch of sewing machines. He got a, globe, he got a matching grant, bought a bunch of sewing machines, bought a bunch of local cloth, got them sewing shirts and hats and aprons. He took those the, the clothes. He brought them to the Rotary Convention and sold them. Now, these sewing machines don't work on electricity, right? They're kettle yeah. sewing precisely. machines like my grandmother used to have. That's precisely it. So he had to get these really special sewing machines that he had to take over there. So he arranged to buy them. Bob's quite entrepreneurial. He got them, and he got the local Rotary Club involved. And they said, oh, we can't do this project. And then they said, oh, yeah, they can. Now, it is it is said to be one of the three most successful projects programs of our projects of the Rotary Foundation. That's that's according to the guy who just wrote the book on the Rotary projects. Somebody in the audience when he was presenting a new book to get and signing it said, "What are the most successful projects in in Rotary? You you looked at all of them." Straight out of his mouth comes this project in Zambia because it's gotten literally hundreds of women, it's probably thousands now, but I don't want to that over the past 10-12 years it would be in the high hundreds anyway, women off the streets doing these other trades. What's really exciting here is that we now have, they now have a graduate school. They have taken the women who, who graduated into being seamstresses, uh, without the quotes around that uh, word, they started developing other businesses. So at our booth today, she's out for lunch right now, is the Miss Entrepreneurialism of Zambia from the year 2014. She's been helping to train the women in other jobs. So you can get them out into one profession, but there's only so much capacity in that one profession. So they, they've gone on to set up businesses. She's in the construction industry, so she sets up malls. There's a housing boom going on, going on across Zambia. Uh, so there are a whole lot of trades that these women are getting trained into. So we're really excited about this project. I'm actually not the founder of it. I'm just a friend of Bob's. Ran into him at the convention, Rotary Convention in Copenhagen, and we've done a, at least a dozen projects since then. That's wonderful, Drake. Um, so this is a perfect example of a sustainable project. You're not just doing a handout. You're not exactly. just softing, talk, doing something... Uh, Short term, it's sustainable, it's renewable, it's giving people hope and purpose and giving them some dignity in their lives. Yes, it, that's precisely it. This is extremely sustainable and it's just expanded every year. We're now on day three of selling and they're going to probably sell out of the shirts on day three of the booth here. Well, I'm glad I got mine because I've been at conventions. I've gotten a brown one, I've gotten a green one. This year I got the beautiful blue one. If, if Rotarians at home want to get it, is it, is it possible to get on the Internet or they got to come to a convention? Well, right now it would be come to a convention, but we're working on Bob, the founder of this, to 
have a bunch of a bunch of them made and brought back to the U.S. to put online. So all the profits go straight back into the women, and he's going back to Zambia uh, in about three weeks. He plans to have at least a hundred of the shirts made, but it might be closer to a thousand that he can then ship back and then set up an online shop in the U.S. for fair trade uh, for this project. So various sizes, and I hope he's going to be able to have a bunch of them uh, custom made because there's been such demand by people. And the problem with this booth is that they sell out of stuff. They've been way too popular. We've had so much, so much demand for greens. Well, they're a very high quality shirt. They're beautiful. And, uh, you know, folks, uh, if you're Rotarians, it's another good reason to come to a Rotary convention. Well, would you agree, Dave? Absolutely. And if you've been by this booth, you'll have seen it is packed every minute of every day the convention is open. So, Drake Zimmerman of Normal Illinois Rotary Club, thank you for everything that you and Bob and the rest of your crew here is doing to keep women out of the street trade. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Keep up the great work that you're doing, taking the word to everybody. Thank you. Let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary, on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Treboss, and my co-host is Sarah O'Connell, and we're coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. And Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank, your regional bank. For all of your personal business and wealth management needs, please visit them at salisburybank.com. And by Absolute Auction and Realty, serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley since 1946. And by the Rotary Clubs of the Hudson Valley. And we'll be back with more of the Rotary International Convention from Atlanta, Georgia, after these important messages. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They've taught millions of people to read, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more if only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary at Rotary.org. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess, Orange, Ulster Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Check us out at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website 
AARauctions.com is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AARauctions.com, tell your friends about us, and please come back often. That's AARauctions.com. Georgia. Georgia. Hi everyone, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to our exclusive coverage of the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Our guest now on Radio Rotary is an old friend of Radio Rotary. He's a great Rotarian, Fredley Kaplan. She's the director of Gift of Life International. Good morning, Fredley. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. Good morning. Happy to see you. It's a pleasure. So remind our listeners, what is what is Gift of Life International? Gift of Life International is a multi- faceted program that provides cardiac services to children from developing nations. So we provide heart surgery, open heart surgery. We provide screening from countries that can't provide it for their own. We are training doctors in four countries that are our core countries that so that the programs will become sustainable and empowering the doctors to take care of their own. And we have other countries of focus where they need grants written and they so we bring in medical teams to do surgeries for them. And for example, we've just had a huge accomplishment in Haiti. By next year, they'll have their first pediatric cardiologist. And the most amazing thing about all this is that you don't charge a penny to the patients who are being fixed. No. We save children's lives, children who would otherwise die by the time they were 15 or older. And the families pay nothing. We raise money through Rotary International and other private donations. The money, it doesn't go through us. We're just the channel to raise the money. It goes to the country, through the Rotary Clubs, and to the hospitals that are involved. Haiti, it will by next year, she's in training now, will have its first pediatric cardiologist on staff. Now, there are other countries, like, for example, in El Salvador is our most developed country. They have pediatric cardiologists. They have pediatric cardiac surgeons. And when we first went in, they were doing four or five or ten a year. Now they're doing over 200 surgeries a year. And the waiting list is mostly diminished. So we're able to mostly keep up with, with, with the need there. Now, Fredley, we have a surgeons come from the United States on these missions. And these are surgeons who can command very substantial fees for their work. I understand they donate their time. Is that correct? Exactly. All of us are volunteer, except our executive director and his assistant and our bookkeepers. All the medical teams are voluntary. We take care of their expenses, but they do not get a salary from us. They stay anywhere from a week to 10 days, depending on the country and the specific mission. So they And they come with full hearts. They love doing it. For example, Riley Children's and Boston Children's and uh, Children's Hospital LA and one of the hospitals, and Boston, I said Boston Children's, um, they come for a full week. They love coming. And their goal is to eventually supervise and not actually do the work. And that's what's happening in several of our countries, that they're now watching and observing and giving tips so they don't have to do the work. So, Bradley Kaplan of Gift of Life International, if people want to find out more about you, the great work of your organization, do you have a website? Yes, we do. www.giftoflifeinternational.org. Repeat that for us. www.giftoflifeinternational.org. We also have a Facebook page, which is updated every day. Well, Fredley Kaplan, thank you so much for everything you're doing for young heart patients around the world. And thank you for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity. 
opportunity. Well, Kathy Kruger, here we are uh, in a booth for the American Cancer Society, and our guest is Stephen Carr. Good morning, Stephen. Welcome to Radio Road Radio. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me today. So, you know, no one out there who's listening hasn't been touched by cancer. Either they themselves are cancer survivors, or they have someone in their family or a friend who they may have had cancer, even lost to cancer, where are we in the fight against cancer? That's a great question. There are so many forms of cancer out there, uh, and we are trying our best, uh, being very innovative with research and and and, uh, and our fight towards that 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 uh, that end game. But really, what we're doing here today is to talk about a cancer that we think we can defeat. And what cancer is that? That would be cervical cancer and HPV. HPV, and that is something um, young women at a very early age can be. Is the word vaccine? Vaccinated for? Is that the word I want to use? Absolutely. You're using the right word. It's it's vaccination, and it's really similar to what Rotary and Rotarians have been doing with polio and stamping out polio over the last two decades. We believe we can do that worldwide by vaccinating every every young woman around the world. We could stand up and we can say we've eliminated HPV. For those who may not be uh, technically minded or scientifically minded, you know, they hear the word cancer, they know it's bad, but what actually is cancer? Well, cancer is really... Uh, destructive cells taking over, I mean, if you want to do it in a layman's term, destructive cells taking over uh, good healthy cells within the body. And uh, it could be in the form of either a mass, a tumor, it could be in the form of like, leukemia, where it's uh, uh, cell deficiencies. Uh, there's a variety of different forms, uh, anything from breast to pancreatic to liver to you name it. Unfortunately, there is an awful lot of cancers out there today. And I know people recommend, of course, you have an annual checkup. For example, I went to an annual checkup and my doctor uh, discovered something that looked a little nasty on my forehead and uh, sent me to a dermatologist. And it was a, one of these precancerous things with a 25-syllable name, but they caught it in time before it went bad. Besides um, annual checkups, what else does the American Cancer Society recommend uh, as cancer prevention? Sure. There's, there's a lot of great things. Uh, not only uh, healthy eating and healthy living, and it's uh, proper exercise, proper diet, uh, but besides your annual visits, once you become of a certain age, uh, colorectal screening is extremely important. Um, That's known as going to the rear animal so you can go up periscope. <laughs> you, you you got it. That's the best way you can put it. Or, or especially if you have a big family history of colon cancer, so then you should definitely make sure to get your colonoscopy. Okay, and Stephen Carr from the American Cancer Society, um, if folks at home want to know more about uh, your great fight against cancer and maybe someday a cure for cancer, uh, you folks have a website? We do. Please visit us at uh, www.cancer.org. Uh, you can find all kinds of wonderful information about not only uh, the fight against cancer, but all the wonderful programs and patient services that we're offering as well. Well, Stephen Carr, uh, oh, wait, 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 Kathy's got, Kathy, of course, as the producer gets the last word. I have one more important question since you said you thought you were on the verge of, uh, I want to say, eradicating cervical cancer. What is the age that a young girl, young woman could start getting the vaccination for HPV virus? We can start it as early as age nine. Well, Stephen Carr of the American Cancer Society, if people want uh, to know more information at home, uh, do you have a website? We do. You can check us out at www.cancer.org. We have a lot of great information about not only our fight and the research against cancer, but also all the, the wonderful patient uh, programs and services that we offer as well. Stephen Carr of the American Cancer Society, thank you for everything you do 
to uh, lead us toward the cure for cancer. And thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary today. Thank you very much. You guys have a great day. Great. You thanks. too. Thank you. Well, you're about to hear two voices on Radio Rotary that don't, you don't usually hear together. Uh, Dave Kruger's with me. Dave is our substitute host when I'm not available. And uh, Dave, good morning. Good morning, Jonah. How are you? I'm fine. And we're joined by a very lovely young lady, Jasmine Gills of Atlanta, Georgia. And she's involved with something called Books for Africa. Good morning, Jasmine, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. Good morning. So tell us, what is Books for Africa? Books for Africa, we are a nonprofit organization. We are the largest exporter of donated books to the continent of Africa. We ship between 2.8 and 3 million books every year over all across Africa. And are these new books specially printed, or if people want to get rid of some books they've re read, they donate them to you? Uh, we have new books coming from publishing companies, libraries, and we have donations coming from individuals. We get thousands of pounds of mail every week. And is it all parts of Africa or just certain parts? All parts of Africa. There's only a few countries that we've never shipped to, but we primarily ship everywhere in Africa. And, and why have you developed this organization? What, what is the need for, for books in Africa? Don't they print books on their own? Um, well, the need for this, um, our, we started in 1988 when our founder went, Tom Worth, went and visited a country in Africa and just saw that the kids just didn't have any any books, and let alone libraries, and I mean, one book per, per 10 miles, and so there was definitely a need. Um, I don't know if books are commonly printed there, but um, but we are definitely trying to get them there. So occasionally you hear Rotarians who have a good thought in their head to try to say, hey, I've got some leftover donated books in my library or wherever, why don't I ship them to somewhere where they're needed? And they don't realize it. it's incredibly expensive to ship books, whereas you people have made this very efficient by doing it on a container basis. So for $10,000, you can ship 44,000 books, which is the right answer, not trying to ship one book for $50, but trying to do 44,000 books for $10,000. Yeah, we've got this down to a science. It's it's so much cheaper to ship through us than trying to send just a box of books. And if folks at home want to learn more about Books for Africa, or perhaps say, you know, I've got a whole house full of books, I'm downsizing, I'd love to give them to you, Jasmine. Uh, do you have a website, or how would they find out about your folks? Yes, they can find out about us at www.booksforafrica.org, and um, you can email Email me, jasmine at booksforafrica.org as well. Um, our warehouse is here in Atlanta. We have a 66,000 square foot warehouse and we house the books. We send the books. Uh, just give us a just shout and we'll we'll get to you. Jasmine, give us that website one more time. www.booksforafrica.org Well, Jasmine Gills of Books for Africa, thank you for everything you're doing to promote literacy around the world, especially in Africa, and thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary this morning. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's been a great pleasure to bring you today's edition of Radio Rotary from the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Our thanks to the great folks at the Rotary Press Office, Chanel Williams, Vivian Fiore, and Audrey Carl, for all of their help here at the convention. And our thanks to our sponsors, Salisbury Bank, your regional bank, for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com and by Absolute Auction and Realty, serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley since 1946. And by the Rotary Clubs of the Hudson Valley of New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, our producer Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer, Mr. Jay Verzi, 
Tennessee. This is Jonah Tree, boss, thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from Atlanta. Thank you.